This is the Talk of Fame Network, featuring Hall of Fame voters Ron Borges from the Boston Herald, Rick Gosselin of the Dallas Morning News, and your Hall of Fame host, Clark Judge. And now, let the debates begin. Who is a Hall of Famer? Will they be enshrined in Canton? Do they have the numbers to get in? Let the experts who make the decision tell you who will be signing their name with HOF next to it. And now, it's the Talk of Fame Network. Hey guys, in case you missed it, you might have, because we've been dealing with football for the last, what, six, seven months. Uh, there's a tentative ceasefire somewhere, and it's in Syria. And because John Kerry is busy is trying to settle the Mideast problems, I've asked our Rick Goslin, Ron, to broker a tentative ceasefire between you and me on the subject of our favorite guy, Terrell Owens. Uh, let's get Uh, Ron, let's not. Personal friend of mine, Michael Buffer. (laughs) Okay, guys, what I found interesting is that there were seven all-decade players who were passed over in the voting for the class of 2016. One of the candidates, in fact, was a rare two-time all-decade selection. But the only all-decade player who complained about the process was Terrell Owens, and he didn't even make the cut to 10. I didn't hear Joe Jacoby, an all-decade player who did make the cut, demand that the process be overhauled. I didn't either. Um, but, Goose, I'm going to be honest with you. I mean, I've heard a lot in the last two weeks or since uh, Terrell Owens didn't make the cut from 15 to 10. But I, I really never expected the kind of pushback we've gotten on T.O.'s failure to get in the hall. And I'm not talking about Ron. I'm just talking about people on the outside here. Um, you know, it took Kevin Green 12 long years to get in there. And he has the third most sacks in NFL history. Yet he didn't complain. And honestly, I, I don't think Owen should either or his followers should either. I mean, this was his first year for crying out loud. But um, he acts as if it was his right, Ron, to, to be a first ballot choice. Well, I think, unfortunately, Clark, that's what it uh, seems to have become in so many cases uh, because of what I view as an overemphasis on the importance of, quote-unquote, first ballot Hall of Famers. Like, right, it actually right. means something. I'll bet not a single Hall of Famer has ever been stopped by a fan who said, which ballot did you get in? Don't sign my shirt. I know it just don't think it works like that. You know, these days, every slappy's not only a Hall of Famer, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer, according to some you know, TV blown hair guy, like there's some different sort of life form. You know what? Jim Brown was a different life form. Right. Jerry right. Rice was a different life form. T.O. led the league in drops, not a different life form. Uh, you know, but I'm not surprised because this is the world we live in, fantasy football. Yeah, no, that's right. And, and Goose, something I find interesting, you know, every time something like this happens, I remember Michael Strahan, we didn't get in the first year. People went, oh, you got to be kidding me. And or maybe saying, listen, he's going to get in. I mean, so what if he didn't get his first year? He'll get in. And he got in his second year. But there, there seems to be this outcry when somebody that people believe should be in doesn't get in on the first try when they don't realize, you know what, there's a long time for these guys to get in. As Kevin Greenpoint, you know, just demonstrated. Yeah, I think um, there's one easy way to solve that. Everybody gets one shot, yes or no. And then everybody can be a first ballot Hall of Famer or no one's going to be a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Yes or no. No second or third ballot. Just yes or no. Terrell Owens, are you a Hall of Famer? Yes or no. He's voted down. Well, you're done. You're not coming back to the room. Make everybody a first ballot Hall of Famer. Ouch. Ron, 
Ron, that's why we call him Dr. Data. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. Uh, call I, him I, Dr. I, Death after that suggestion. We'll be, uh, right. We're on the senior committee. Yeah. <laughs> that one's going over. Yeah, hey, uh, I mentioned Kevin Green. He's going to be with us again on the Talk of Fame Network. You know, he's relentless. He's as relentless chasing us down as he was with all those quarterbacks he killed. Yeah, he is. We're relentless with him. And we've talked to him, what, three or four times the last year. But I, I never tire of hearing from him, no. especially now that he's uh, he's in the hall. We also have Hall of Fame quarterback Dan Fouts and Hall of Fame wide receiver James Lofton, both of whom were observers in this year's voting, as well as Hall of Fame voter Jeff Legwald from Denver. A lot of emphasis on the Hall of Fame. Hmm. Well, you'll also be hearing why former Viking Jim Marshall belongs in the hall, as well as more on the hall's class of 2017. But uh, let's get to what's going on in and around the hall. And um, Goose, I'll start with you. I noticed that Lynn Swan, who's Hall of Fame receiver, says he's not sure that uh, Calvin Johnson, Megatron, is Hall of Fame worthy. And he cited the Lions' failure, your Lions' failure, to do much of anything. Um, but uh, I'm not sure what's going on here. I didn't know what his team, or I don't know what his team's success has to do with Megatron's candidacy. So I'd like to hear from you. Was Lynn Swan off base? Lynn Swan was way, way off base. It took him 14 years to get in, and that was with four Super Bowl rings. Had he played for the Houston Oilers or the Cleveland Browns that decade and put up the same stats, he wouldn't even be in the Hall of Fame. He's in because he played for the Pittsburgh Steelers, not because he's Lynn Swan. If you put Calvin Johnson on the Steelers of the 70s, he'd have double or triple Swan's numbers. <laughs> no, you're right. Tell you one thing, go to Oakland with me, drive over to George Atkins' liquor store, and ask George <laughs> if he thinks Lynn Swan's a Hall of Famer. But after he gets done laughing and gets up off the floor, then he'll tell you. you know? I mean, it's just, uh, you know, that, that to me is a serious flaw in the, in the system, you know? When 68% of the inductees have played on championship teams, I think it skews way too far in that direction. Point being, if you really had 11 or 12 Hall of Famers like the Raiders or the Steelers of the of the 70s allegedly had, shouldn't they have been the only two teams in the Super Bowl for about 15 years? I mean, they they, they had a, an anteroom full of Hall of Famers, supposedly, including Lynn Swan, which who would never have been called Megatron uh, back in the day, that's for sure. Well, Galvin Johnson is Megatron, and Goose, he says he's going to retire after next season. Do you believe him? Yeah, I do. Uh, he, he has a Georgia Tech education, and based on his last contract, he's got $100 million in the bank. You know, his body is starting to break down, and so is hope that he can ever win a championship in Detroit. That's also the reason Barry Sanders retired from the Lions while he was still in his prime. Okay, Ronnie, if his career were to end today, would you put him in Canton? Well, you know, I always, when you ask me these kinds of questions, Clark, I always start with a caveat that I've got to do a little more research. But uh, for what I know at the, uh, at the moment, uh, if he wants to go to Legends Landing, we can work that out for him. <laughs> uh, but in the Hall of Fame, I don't think so. When are we putting you in Legends Landing? Yeah, not soon enough. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Goose, I'm going to ask you the dangerous question because I know you don't like commenting on guys whose careers aren't over, but Calvin Johnson does have six straight 1,000-yard seasons, four seasons with 12 or more TDs, and a 15.9 yards per catch resume. That's pretty impressive. Uh, would you put him in Canton if well, his let me career were today? Let me say this. Johnson had greater achievements on a football field than Terrell Owens, and he was a better teammate. So Johnson, I think, will receive strong consideration for Canton. You know, just Here's just to jump in there for a sec, you know, here's part of the problem with stats, though, in my opinion, guys. Herman Moore had 4,000-yard seasons in a row in the mid-'90s with the Lions when they still ran the ball with Barry Sanders all the time. In the fifth year, he had 983 yards, and he missed a game. Anybody talking about him for the Hall of Fame? You no, are. If he played for the Raiders, you'd be hearing about him. If he hey, played for the Steelers. I mean, right. I'm just saying, you know, it, 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 he's not that much different than Galvin Johnson. No one ever mentions Herman Moore's name. So these numbers are so driven by TV and all this other nonsense, fantasy football, that it's a joke. 
Well, speaking of numbers, Ron, we're getting back to our favorite subject here. Apparently, we can't get out of a segment without the perfunctory. That's right. T.O. mentioned. So, Ron. He's open. Uh, you can take this one. I mean, Owen says he was told that Chris Carter, quote, begged his way, unquote, into the hall, which, honestly, I've never heard before, but uh, it's D.O. So all of us were on the board when Chris Carter got in. Do you recall any politicking? Begging? Well, yeah, anything? I, yeah, to be honest, I do. And, and look, we were, quote, unquote, on board, but it took him five tries to get in, so we weren't all on board uh, initially because, you know, I wouldn't say he begged his way into the Hall of Fame, but he and, and certainly some of his colleagues at ESPN, you know, cried out loud enough times to help the effort a little bit. You know, oh, can you believe this? You know, I mean, yeah, I can believe it. I didn't vote for him. I can believe it. Yes. <laughs> uh, you know, and then finally I did vote for him, and I could believe that too. So, yeah, there was, you know, T.O.'s got a point on that, but he should have kept his big mouth shut, and that's his problem. It's always been his problem. It will always be his problem. You know, if he kept his mouth open and took his face mask off, he would have dropped a last, lot less balls. They were lodged right in there between his molars. <laughs> Rick, you was worked up for his run out about this one. Um, I've seen a lot of politicking in my 20 years on the committee, some of it very, very recently. But I, I don't recall. I, I know Ron talked about the ESPN campaign. Yeah. You get that a lot right. from TV, guys. But right. one thing I will say, Owens ripped his quarterbacks. Now he's ripping the Hall of Fame. You know, lashing out at others for his own shortcomings. You know, having watched him all these years, I can't say I'm surprised. I'm not surprised he lashed out at Chris Carter. He's going to lash out at everybody until he gets his way. But okay. Goose, don't, isn't that what the Hall of Fame is about? Consistency of performance. <laughs> that's what he's doing. <laughs> that, Rips everybody exactly, he has anything to do with. <laughs> that's exactly right. Um, Rick, I want to ask you one last question here because we've got about 45 seconds left. But um, if you remember, Mike Martz, who was a former Rams coach, said it was out and out ridiculous that T.O. leaped over former Rams Ike Bruce and Torrey Holt to become a Hall of Fame finalist. Do you find it out and out ridiculous? Yeah, I think Isaac Bruce uh, got a got a bad shake in his last. Yeah, he he won championships. He was the impact receiver on a great football team. Uh, yeah, I, I think uh, for T.O. to jump over the queue that was unfair to Isaac Bruce. Not that either one of the guys was going in this year, but the fact he jumped him in the queue, if, if you're going to put Owens in, I think you had to put Bruce in the queue. Okay, and now that we've got Heinz Ward joining the queue in 2017, we're going to have a glut of wide receivers again, right? That would be correct, sir. Okay. That's why they well, give us the big bucks to do this thing. That's right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, they give us the big bucks to cut to commercial, too, and when we come back, we'll take an in-depth look at who's eligible for that Hall of Fame class of 2017 and who might be the early front runners. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC.com. If your computer runs slowly and whose computer doesn't, just go to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis, and within minutes, you can download software to cure what may be ailing your PC. That's MyCleanPC.com. Hey, you woke up today. Big win. Time for a reward. Right now at Burger King, get two hot and flaky croissant breakfast sandwiches for just $4. That's two croissant for just $4 at Burger King. Piled high with crispy bacon, fluffy egg, and melted cheese. And they're two for $4. That's a breakfast deal so good, you may just become a morning person. Get the two for $4 croissant deal today. Only at Burger King. Limited time only. Price and participation vary. QL1, this is Control. Does Rocket Mortgage require me to come in and speak with someone? Negative Control. With Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans, you can go through the entire mortgage process on your own and completely online. Copy that, QL1, but if I wanted to speak to someone, do you think they're out there? They're out there, all right. Their award-winning client service is beyond anything I've ever experienced. Three, two, one. Rocket Mortgage at QuickenLoans.com. Push button, get mortgage. Rocket. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLS Consumer Access. Org number 3030. I moved to Boston when I was two, 
There was 14 of us in, in a four-bedroom apartment in the projects in Boston. To be the first, actually, kid to buy a house in my family. I just realized that. I'm the first kid to buy a house. It's a very proud moment. Home means something different to everyone. With millions of homes for sale or rent on Zillow, whatever home means to you, Zillow can help you find it. Motel 6 has the message our nation is seeking. Motel 6 is a great choice for travelers. With the highest standards. A clean, comfortable room with everything you need and nothing you don't. Fiscally responsible. Lowest price of any national chain. Dedicated. We'll leave the light on for you. Motel 6. Right on travel. Right for America. I'm Tom Bodette, and, um, yeah, I approve this message. Book online at motel6.com. When you're running your own business, you're bound to be busy. Too busy. Too busy worrying about your budget. Too busy scheduling appointments. Too busy to build a website for your business. And because you're too busy, it has to be easy. And that's where Wix.com comes in. With Wix.com, it's easy for you to create your stunning website. Go to Wix.com and create your website today. It's easy and free. That's Wix.com. Remember when a small business needed a landline? Today, landlines are a thing of the past with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. On the road, at the beach, or at home, Grasshopper helps you grow your business. Get all the features of a business phone system and the freedom of a cell phone with our iPhone and Android apps. Features include multiple extensions for your team, calls forwarded to your mobile phones, voicemails transcribed and emailed, and so much more. See how it works at grasshopper.com, the entrepreneur's phone system. Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges. Cannot play with him. Rick Gosselin. Cannot win with him. And Clark Judge. Cannot coach with him. Can't do it. I want winners. Well, I'll tell you what we want. We want Grasshopper. That's the entrepreneur's phone system. Turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper and get a local or toll-free number. Or just bring your own. See how it works? Just go to grasshopper.com. We also like MyCleanPC on this show because it works. If your computer runs slowly, just log on to mycleanpc.com for a free diagnosis. And with minutes, Ron, you can download software that can clean up what may be slowing your computer down. Try it, Ron. It's mycleanpc.com. You know why I'll try it? It's free. It's free. That's right. Anything (laughs) free, we love. Hey, listen, a week ago, um, we took a quick look at what's ahead for the class of 2017. um, And it was quick. But now we get a chance to look at the candidates, I think, a little more deeply. And um, there there are plenty of – there's a lot of talent, actually, in this first-year eligible list, including, as we mentioned, running back LaDainian Tomlinson, uh, pass rusher Jason Taylor, wide receiver Heinz Ward, and safety Brian Dawkins. Plus, of course, they're holdovers from this year's class. And um, Kurt Warner, it seems to me, would be at or near the top of the list. So, Goose, let's start with you since you just celebrated. Congratulations, by the way, your 20th anniversary on the Hall of Fame's Board of Selectors. So, uh, let's start with you. By the way, Goose, before you start, what was in the box, bro? You never told us. Was it the money in the box? Very heavily weighted Bill fold with a lot of dollars. <laughs> that was a big ass box, man. Yeah, <laughs> Ron's talking about a box that Goose walked off with in, as a uh, memento, partying gift for that 20th anniversary. Uh, Two guys to carry it. 
Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but we weren't those two guys, unfortunately, <laughs> if it had money. In it. Um, but anyway, Goose, is, is, is Warner, is next year his best chance to get in? And, and if not, why not? Yeah, I thought the fifth and final spot came down to Warner and Dungey in this year's class, and Dungey won out. You know, that should bode well for Warner's candidacy in 2017. I don't see five first belt selections on next year's slate that can knock him off course. You know, Dungey and Harrison both went in this time in their third year of eligibility. I think third time could be the charm for Warner as well. Goose, uh, I agree with you 100%. Ron, where do you stand with Warner and, and his chances for 2017? Well, look, he got a good airing this year. I'm sure he'll get a good one next year. I'm not in quite as much of a rush to put him in, frankly, as, as you guys may be, although I think ultimately he belongs in there. But I think it's going to depend on who the final 15 are and who the final 10 are, and I could easily see five more deserving candidates emerge, frankly, than, than Warner at the moment. The difficulty with quarterbacks is they just have an avalanche of statistics, you know, and as we know, how good Kurt was and took two teams to the Super Bowl and resurrected him and all that. Uh, but he also had that about five-year donut there in the middle of his, his career. And what other Hall of Fame quarterback has that? It, yeah, well, I mean. You know, I, mean I think other... it's a problem that's really got to be addressed. But what other Hall of Fame quarterback raised the Titanic twice, too? I mean, I, I think that's that speaks uh, convincingly of his, his candidacy. Anyway, uh, I, I do think he'll make it like Goose does, but uh, you may be right. may not be next year, but I do think he gets in. Hey, let, let's go to someone else um, who had a deep run, and I think a surprisingly deep run this year. That's Washington tackle Joe Jacoby. And, and the reason I say that is um, he made the final 10 as a first-time finalist, um, and, of course, he fell short when another tackle who was Orlando Pace made it. Now, Joe Jacoby has two more years before he enters the senior pool. Uh, it took him 18 years just to get in the room, and then he gets to the final 10. Um, but it could take two more to bounce him into the great beyond, which is your province, the senior committee. Um, we know there's a sense of urgency here with his backers. Uh, Goose, how about with the voters? Is there? Yeah, I thought Jacoby was close this time. You know, had Pace not been in the, in the room, I think, Jacoby might have snuck in. You know, I think that bodes well for his chances as well as in 2017. You know, he won't be competing against a Jonathan Ogden, a Willie Rolfe, Walter Jones, Orlando Pace. You know, this committee likes left tackles, and Jacoby will be, you know, one of the best from the 1980s, and he'll be on the slate again next year. Of course, Ron, you know, the great danger is if he doesn't get in as a modern era member, he gets lost in that senior shuffle, and, and you and Goose are on that committee, and eventually he could be forgotten. Well, you're right. That's the great danger, and, and with a guy who... Went so long in Abstentia, whoever he was. I think Abstentia is right two towns, two towns down from Canton, I'm pretty sure. But, he, uh, <laughs> you know, it was like, where is the guy? So he could easily, you know, disappear again if, if there are some guys who, who have some new candidates coming up they want again, and all of a sudden they look up and, uh, and you know, Jacoby's 12th on their list, and then, then he's 14th, and next thing you know, he's 17th, he doesn't get in the room. So uh, I think you're right. This is... An important time for him, and if I was pitching him, uh, that's what I'd be pitching. That, Ron, uh, when we go to Canton, don't you stay in absentia? Don't you stay there? I do couple, stay in absentia yeah, yeah, as much okay. as possible. Well, I, listen, Goose, I agree with Ron in this respect. I think 2017 could be wide open, and I, I think you do as well. So could it be so wide open that NFL scoring leader Morton Anderson finally makes it to Canton? I mean, he hasn't been a top-ten choice. We know that, and, and I suspect that may hurt him. But, Goose, how about Morton Anderson, former Spartan, making it to Canton? There's the band. Yep. Thank you very much. How about him making it to Canton 2017? Goose is walking around the room with a dog right now. <laughs> Goose, he's, he's leading the parade. If not now, then when? He's a two-time all-decade selection. There aren't many of those around, and even right. fewer that aren't in Canton. You know, gaining enshrinement is all about making cuts. you got to make the cut 
the 25s and some finals, and you got to make the cut to 15 as a finalist. Then you got to make the cut to 10, and finally make the cut to five. It's paramount that he make the cut to 10 in the next, I'd say, two years, or he's going to drift off the ballot and wind up in the left of Ron and I in the senior committee. I, I just don't understand the prejudice against kickers from this committee. Well, speaking of making the cut and not making the cut, guys, how many of the class of 2016 holdovers do you believe make it next year, Goose? Well, I think Warner and Jacoby both have a shot, and I would say Edger and James does, except for the fact that LaDainian Tomlinson is also on the ballot. You know, with only five modern-era spots, it isn't often we double up at one position. You know, Alan Fanica may have a, a Will Shields-type ride, a deserving candidate that might slide a few years because of the position he played. Well, you know, I think a lot of it, like I said earlier, depends on the new faces, if there are some who arrive, and I certainly hope there are. Certainly Morton Anderson and, and T.O., of Fanica, Edge, and Warren, all the guys we've talked about are, are you know, certainly if you, if you said that's your next class, I don't think, other than Clark, I don't think too many people will be breaking out in prickly heat. They'd be sort of happy with that class. <laughs> I'm breaking out uh, in prickly heat as you speak. Oh, <laughs> but I just think it, it, it's, there's no, there's so few slam dunks coming in from next year that I, I think it could go either way and you could get a lot of new names, which wouldn't well, be bad. Well, Goose, how about LaDainian Tomlinson? I mean, you talk about slam dunks. Isn't he the closest thing to it? Well, he's not the slam dunk that Favre was, but right, right. still the strongest candidate on this particular bet. Right. But remember, 68% of everyone in Canton has a championship ring. Tomlinson does not. He also isn't James Brown, Jim Brown, Barry Sanders, or Emmett Smith. He's not James Brown either. No. no he would be a first ballot Hall of Fame. He That's would be a first ballot Hall of Famer, <laughs> yeah. You know, both in the Music Hall of Fame and the Penal Hall of Fame. Would be <laughs> uh, you know, I think that LT is actually going to be a pretty contentious debate, I think. Because I think there's a, a number of people, I know there's a number of people on the committee who think, well, you know, in on roller skates. Mm-hmm. Uh, but here's the problem. He's got all those numbers. He's top five or better in a bunch of different rushing categories and rushing touchdowns and all those league MVP. Uh, but there's a big hole there in the middle. He had, in 10 playoff games, he rushed for 100 yards once, 28 yards or fewer five times, and 50 yards or fewer seven out of 10 playoff appearances. That's a pretty serious issue that's got to be talked about. It doesn't necessarily going to keep him out, but first-time candidate, that's something that's going to come up. Hey, Goose, quick now. What about Jason Taylor? He had 20 and a half sacks less than or fewer than Kevin Green, and as we know, Kevin, who's going to be on the show, he waited 12 years to get in. So what about Taylor? He's another player without a ring. He's sixth on the all-time sack list, but a couple guys ahead of him, Kevin Green and Chris Dolman, waited a combined 13 years to get in. So I don't see him as a slam dunk first ballot cinch. I, I don't I, either. I don't, you know, I was just going to say quickly, I don't either, but there's one stat I wanted to put out there about him because I saw him play so much. He forced 46 fumbles, twice as many as Kevin. He recovered 29. He intercepted eight passes and scored nine touchdowns himself. So he made game-changing plays, and, and that can't go unnoticed. Well, Kevin Green made game-changing plays too, Indeed. and he no longer has to wait on a gold jacket. He's coming up next on the Talk of Fame Network right after this. When you're running your own business, you're bound to be busy. Too busy. Too busy worrying about your budget. Too busy scheduling appointments. Too busy to build a website for your business. And because you're too busy, it has to be easy. And that's where Wix.com comes in. With Wix.com, it's easy for you to create your stunning website. Go to Wix.com and create your website today. It's easy and free. That's Wix.com. 
Hi, Tom Bodette, trying to understand this whole dating app thing. You're supposed to swipe right for the profiles you're into and left for the ones you're not. So if I'm attracted to a clean, comfortable room for the lowest price of any national chain at Motel 6, I'd swipe right, right? Or was it left? Wait, I just sent myself a picture of myself. 6-3? Yeah, right. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book online at motel6.com. The kitchen, that's home. I don't know, that's like my grandma cooked, my mom cooked. I cook. Chocolate bread pudding and souffles and banana bread. I make a lot of banana bread because the baby likes bananas. So we always have bananas in the house. <laughs> home means something different to everyone. With millions of homes for sale or rent on Zillow, whatever home means to you, Zillow can help you find it. Welcome to Burger King. Hey, I'm legit hungry. What you guys got on this um, two-for-five deal? How about Burger King's new extra-long fish sandwich? Tender, flaky fish with a light, crispy breading. Just two for five dollars. Extra-long, but still two-for-five. Yep, or you could mix and match with other great sandwiches, like our new extra-long buttery cheeseburger. It's all part of Burger King's two-for-five dollar deal. That's perfect. So perfect, I'm doing a dance back here. The new extra-long fish sandwich, now part of the two-for-five dollar deal, only at Burger King. Limited time only, price of participation dairy. Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and Clark Judge. Just a reminder, the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly, log on to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software that can clean up what may be slowing down your computer. That's MyCleanPC.com. Well, our first guest is becoming a regular on this program. We had former linebacker Kevin Green on two weeks before the Hall of Fame selection. We had him on during Super Bowl week. And now we've asked him back, I think this is the fourth time in the last calendar year, guys, to tell us what it feels like to finally cross the threshold after 12 long years of waiting. Kevin, first of all, thanks for coming back. But most importantly, congratulations on an honor long overdue. Well, thank you. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be back. I always always enjoy our visit. So, yes, I am just tickled to death, and I'm still uh, not quite in touch with reality yet again. I'm still walking on cloud nine, so uh, I'm still still pretty pumped about it. It it is uh, definitely a very humble honor. Well, I mentioned to you, we've spoken to you a lot over the past year, and we have, so we know how much this election means to you, Kevin. So please, if you can, describe the situation with David Baker, who's the president of the Pro Football Hall, knocked on your door to tell you, yeah. You finally made it. You know, it, it, it was pretty neat. At, at the time that the knock came, I had just finished telling my son, Gavin. My, my daughter, Gabby, was also in the room, as well as my wife, Tara. You know, I just finished saying, okay, look, son, we've been here before. And when we get the phone call, you know, telling us good luck next year and come down and, and congratulate your Hall of Fame, you know, teammates and so forth. We need to handle this graciously, son. And with this is, I've been here. With this is, he's like, no, dad, you're going to get in. You're going to make it, dad. And I'm like, son, look, I've been here before, and this is the way we want to graciously handle this, son. Okay. And then right then, as I'm, really starting to get Gavin under control and say, hey, this is the way we're going to handle it. Then that big boom, boom, boom from, you know, the president of the Hall of Fame, Mr. David Baker, who's a very large American. (laughs) Big guy. 420 pounds. His knocks are are a thundering, you know, hammer on the door. And 
I jumped out of my seat and I looked at I looked at Cab and he's like, what, what, what was that? Dad? And I went and looked at, through the peephole and Mr. David Baker, his whole head sticking up, you know, the whole peephole, <laughs> bless his heart. And I turn around, I give everybody a thumbs up, like, yeah! And I open the door and I give him, he gives me a big bear hug, and, you know, and we're just all hugging and crying. It's just. It was just a, a, a surreal moment. Really, really cool. Kevin, when you're elected to the Hall of Fame, a, a bond forms with your classmates. Tony Dudge, you said that Marvin Harris has already named you captain of the class of 2016. <laughs> do, do you sense a kinship developing with the Dungeons, Harrisons, and DeBartolos? Oh, yes, sir. I mean, uh, we were just all really tremendously uh, gracious with each other and you know, congratulating each other and, you know, just hugging each other because... This this really was something I think we were all really uh, looking forward to uh, to really cap off our our career. I think we all thought we belonged, and just if one reason or another came up short every year, and then and when it happened, we were just all just so finally relieved that we were all in, and we were all in together, and so we just you know just a lot of hugs and. Congratulations with each other. It was just a, a tremendous feeling. Kevin, you, of course, had to be patient for a long period of time, longer than a lot of people thought was justified. Uh, this year, of course, you had Darrell Owens, who first time as a candidate, he didn't get in, and he's been barking ever since about this, that, and the next thing. I'm just wondering, once you get in, does it seem a lot less important how long it took? Yes, sir. Yes, sir, that's correct. I think, uh, you know, time, you know, that you wait for this thing really is it's a nine factor at that point. You know, you're just so happy, so humbled and blessed and uh, relieved, I think, you know, that is uh, finally come to fruition. So, uh, yes, sir, the time that you've waited really uh, is a nine factor at that point. So you're just really grateful to uh, be a part of such a wonderful uh, elite fraternity. We're speaking with Hall of Fame linebacker and class of 2017 captain, apparently, Kevin Green on the Talk of Fame <laughs> Network. And, and Kevin, um, when you close your eyes, do you see yourself as a Steeler, a Ram, or a Panther? I'm not going to ask you about the 49ers because I covered you that one you were there, you were there, and you were there only one year. But how about the three others, the Steelers, Rams, or the Panthers? Yes, sir, that's a good question. I played eight years. Uh, with the L.A. Rams, and uh, by far the longest tenure of any team I played for. And I was a Pro Bowl player out there, and I did some good things for that team and uh, racked up some pretty good sack numbers and so forth. But it wasn't until I became a Steeler in that first year of free agency in 1993 that I think I really stepped up on the stage and really became you know, that dominant player that could potentially, you know, if, if I strung some years back to back to back, you know, be, uh, you know, considered for the Hall of Fame. It was there in Pittsburgh in three rivers surrounded by some great players. I had Greg Lloyd on the other side of me, and I had LeVar Kirkland and Chad Brown and Jerry Oslowski inside linebackers. And in my corner, who, who I worked in conjunction with, pass covers, concepts, Teams and so forth was Hall of Famer Rod Woodson and, and Carnell Lay coming down eight man box, you know, and then I had Darren Perry over the top. I, had, I mean, I just had a great supporting cast around me that just made me a better player, and that that's when I really started to step up my play as as a Steeler. So uh, I hope I've answered your question in a roundabout way. 
you know, and, and not really, you know, ticking off a lot of folks. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Kevin, Kevin, I want to follow, I want to follow up on Ron's question a second ago. As you've discovered, the process for election of the Hall of Fame is supposed to be difficult. The sense I've gotten from many of the enshrinees is that the longer the wait by a candidate, the greater the sense of appreciation. Is that the case with you? Do you have a greater sense of appreciation for the honor now after 12 year wait than had you gone in the first year of eligibility? And uh, another fine question. L- let me let me put my answer like this: Is that you know I always kind of thought I belonged, and when I looked around at some of the people that were being put in before me, some of the people that played the same position that I did, uh, that three, four outside linebacker, you know, pass rush kind of guy, that I know that I, I played longer and I did it really did better as far as the production and, and impact on on four teams. You know, I, I looked at that and uh, I was confused about the process more than anything. And uh, so I, I guess uh, it it, it was a relief that it, it, it finally happened. Of course, like I know a lot of Hall of Famers, they they think it really should have happened, you know, three, five, seven years before. But it, it was just a a, a, re, a relief that it had it finally happened, and and a relief of you know no more confusion about the process. It really doesn't matter anymore. You know, I, I'm in. I'm, I'm a member of the 2016 class of Pro Football Hall of Fame. So. Right, and you get to, you'll get to see on that gold jacket because you're the captain. You know? yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> you were the only defensive player selected this year, and defensive players are outnumbered about two to one in the Hall of Fame. The last safety we put in uh, played in 1980, Kenny Houston. Uh, are the voters yeah. missing the boat on defense? In your mind? Yeah, you know, I hate to be selfish, but I I, I do wish the, the voters would look a little bit more uh, at the defensive side of the ball. And, and see that there has been some, you know, really, really fine players that have, have slipped through the cracks, you know, one reason or another. Kind of like, you know, I, I had felt that was happening to me. And, you know, the Steve Atwaters of the world, you know, and the Sam Mills of the world. And and, and I, I would I would like the voters to, you know, consider, you know, kickers a little bit more seriously. I, I looked at Morton Anderson and, and, and the reality of, of Morton Anderson is that he has scored more points than anybody in the history of the NFL. And, and for me, as a player, that, that holds a, a, a lot of weight with me. Uh, I know he's a kicker, I, I got that, but the man has scored more points than he played for 23, 25 years. He was on all-decade team of the 80s and 90s. You know, I, I don't know. Six, seven-time All-Pro, six, seven-time Pro Bowl. You know, I just, I wish, um, you know, those stats, you know, stuck out and and, and mattered uh, a little bit more. Hey, Kevin, thanks so much for answering our calls this past month. Congratulations on reaching Canton. I appreciate your time, guys. As always, it's been a lot of fun. Thank you, sir. Thank you. We're looking forward to the party. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Me too. <laughs> thanks so much, Kevin. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Take care. That was Hall of Fame linebacker Kevin Green. Up next, the case for Jim Marshall and the Hall of Fame. You're listening to the Talk Fame Network. Welcome to Burger King. Hey, I'm legit hungry. What do you guys got on this um, two-for-five deal? How about Burger King's new extra-long fish sandwich? Tender, flaky fish with a light, crispy breading. Just two for five dollars. Extra-long, but still two-for-five. Yep, or you could mix and match with other great sandwiches, like our new extra-long buttery cheeseburger. It's all part of Burger King's two-for-five dollar deal. That's perfect. So perfect, I'm doing a dance back here. 
The new extra long fish sandwich, now part of the two for five dollar deal, only at Burger King. Limited time only. Price and participation vary. Control. Do you like mortgages? Negative. Over. Do you like rockets? Affirmative. Over. Do you like rocket mortgages? I'm listening. Over. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans is the first on-demand mortgage machine that turns the entire mortgage process into a fast, powerful, completely online experience. Copy that, QL1. I'm going to go ahead and push this button in. Three, two, one. Rocket Mortgage at QuickenLoans.com. Push button, get mortgage. Rocket. Equal housing letter license in all 50 states and MLSConsumeraccess.org number 3030. Hi, Tom Bodette. Somewhat in knots over this trendy new hairstyle called a man bun. I mean, what's next? The he hive? Well, Motel 6 recently got a new updo of sorts, too, with renovations nationwide. And even with our fresh modern look, you'll still find rooms at the lowest price of any national chain. So you can save up enough money to get yourself a haircut or maybe a hat. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book direct at motel6.com. I've always had the dream my whole life. I wanted to live on waterfront property. My favorite thing is just that little sound of that motor going by in the distance. And then about a minute later, the waves come out and make the, the old rickety deck squeak a little bit. It's where I want to be. Home means something different to everyone. With millions of homes for sale or rent on Zillow, whatever home means to you, Zillow can help you find it. Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and your Hall of Fame host, Clark Judge. They are who we thought they were. Talk of Fame Network's brought to you by Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper and get a local or toll-free number or just bring your own. See how it works? Just go to grasshopper.com. We're also brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly, just log on to MyCleanPC.com for Ron, a free, free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software that can clean up what may be slowing it down. That's MyCleanPC.com. And before we get started, guys, um, we'd like to congratulate Amy Palsik on her promotion to Senior Director of Communications with the Houston Texans, which means she's the first woman to run an NFL PR department. I like the sound of that. I also got to know Amy at the Cleveland Browns, and she was terrific. Um, but what I especially like here, guys, was what owner Bob McNair of the Houston Texans said about her. Amy was the best person for the job, meaning, of course, she earned it. Yeah, this year we've seen the NFL's first female official and first female coach. The promotion of Amy is yet another progressive step by the NFL. Couldn't agree more, Goose. Congratulations, Amy, and congratulations to the Houston Texans for being ahead of the curve on this one. Ron, question for you. Yes, sir. When you think of Jim Marshall, Jim Marshall, do you think of the match game? <laughs> Peter Marshall, my friend. Yeah, it's Peter, Peter Marshall. Marshall. No. Well, how about this? Myra straight back to pass. Looking. Now stops, throws, completes it to Kilmer up at the 30-yard line. Kilmer driving for the first down, loses the football. It's picked up by Jim Marshall, who's running the wrong way. Marshall is running the wrong way. And he's running it into the end zone the wrong way. Thinks he's scored a touchdown. He's scored a safety. <laughs> well... That's my old friend Lon Simmons making that call, and it's better to be remembered for something than to be forgotten for everything. <laughs> Wrong way, it's better than no way, Jose. So there you go. You know what's interesting about that uh, to me, guys? The guy who fumbled on the receiving end was Billy Kilmer. Yeah, Billy <laughs> Kilmer. He wasn't a quarterback, so that's through the pass. Unfortunately, most people do remember Jim Marshall for that, but uh, that's too bad. On, I said unfortunately because um, former defensive end for the Minnesota Vikings, 
I think he deserves, deserves more. I mean, he set a league record. It's a league record that Jason Taylor tied uh, with 29 fumble recoveries. And uh, he's also set a record for longevity. Had 282 consecutive starts, which are the most for a defensive end. Um, Jim Marshall, of course, as you guys remember, was one of the best players on one of the le- league's best front fours, and that's Minnesota's famed Purple People Eaters. And the only guy who played on all four of Minnesota's Super Bowl teams. The problem, of course, is that he doesn't have the numbers selectors are looking for. We talk about numbers. He really doesn't have them. He was 0 for 4 in the Super Bowls. He went to only two Pro Bowls, named a one all-pro team. Then he played before sacks became a stat. Um, but the Vikings went back and counted how many sacks he would have had or did have, and, and they came up with 127 or more than Hall of Famer's Derek Thomas, Hall of Famer Charles Haley, and Hall of Famer Andre Tippett. That would be Ron Borges' own Andre Tippett. And one less than Hall of Famer Ricky Jackson. Um, unfortunately, Jim Marshall is not in there. He wasn't named to more Pro Bowl teams because he got lost in the parade of stars on that Vikings defense, in particular defensive lineman Carl Eller and Alan Page, both of whom are in the Hall. And so is safety Paul Krause. I mean, he was on that team as well. It's a situation not unlike Goose. I know you've said before. Uh, former Pittsburgh defensive end L.C. Greenwood, uh, who is Hall of Fame worthy, but also suffers, and he suffers from Steelers fatigue, honestly. And the Ofer in Super Bowls, well, that hasn't stopped us from putting in Jim Kelly, Thurman Thomas, and Bruce Smith, and Andre Reid from Buffalo, all of whom were 0 for 4. I'm not saying Jim Marshall belongs, but I would like to hear his case again. He was a finalist in 2004, but that's it. I'd just like to hear his case one more time, also because I believe... A Hall of Fame-worthy case gets lost for the 15 seconds of, as we mentioned here, infamy. Jim Marshall was one of the most reliable, consistent, and productive players on a team that dominated the NFC in the 1970s and was so good that when former coach Bud Grant, Hall of Famer himself, was asked to name his best player, he had no trouble. It's normally very hard to choose, he said, but I don't hesitate to say Jim Marshall. It's good enough for me. It should be good enough for Jim. Clark, had the Vikings won a Super Bowl in the 70s instead of losing four, do you think Marshall would already be in the Hall of Fame? I, I doubt it, Goose, uh, only because, um, like, the Steelers, have, they won four. They have how many? Two defensive linemen, meaning Joe Green and is one of them. They have one defensive lineman, meaning Joe Green. And with Ellen Page already in, the chances of a third to me are virtually non-existent. I mean, the Bears had two from that Super Bowl twenty team. Uh, the great Packers teams of the 60s had only two, too. So I, I can't think of uh, anyone with three defensive linemen, honestly, from the same team that are in can't, so I say the answer is no. Well, uh, that is the two-minute warning, and we're going to get to it with Ron asking the question, Rick and I responding, and Derek, you're on the clock, and please don't turn it over to Andy Reid, please. Ron, (laughs) go to it. Here we go, boys. Mike Carey, Mike Pereira, or Mikeless ex-officials in the TV booth? The less I see of officials, the better. The less I hear of ex-officials, even better. Pereira. He's the only guy other than Judge Berman you can believe. Who will spend the most in free agency this offseason? The Dolphins. Stephen Ross continues to f- his futile quest to buy a championship. Mark Zuckerberg. He has 16 guards to protect him at home. <laughs> Who will spend the least in free agency this offseason? The Packers. That's not how they roll. The Saints. Their last check bounced at Manali's. And though Des Bryant discovered the error, it wasn't ruled a catch. Which free agent will cash the biggest check? This Von offseason? Miller. Von Miller. Yeah, I agree. Von Miller. It's going to be signed by the Denver Broncos. Will the dude be worth the cash? On third downs, he will. Not unless he treats teammates to free shopping at Von's grocery stores. 
Travis Kelsey will star in an eight-episode reality TV dating show on E! Will you guys watch? No, and neither will his brother Jason, who plays for the Eagles. If L. McPherson's one of the contestants, yes. Trouble wide receiver Josh Gordon has yet to be reinstated from his indefinite suspension for repeatedly failing drug tests. Will he be, and if so, do the Browns trade him or make him Johnny Manziel's spiritual advisor? Sounds like a future cowboy to me. (laughs) No, they'll put him in the same box with Manziel. Marked return to sender. The Harvard Bookworms have more invitees to this year's NFL Combine than the Texas Longhorns, Goose. Is this a sign of the apocalypse? It's an attempt by the NFL to pump up the average Wonderlic test score. <laughs> no, it's not, Ron. It explains how Harvard tied Dartmouth for the Ivy title. Brock Osweiler and Malik Jackson say they want to stay in Denver. Will they stay or will they go? To quote Maurice Williams and the Zodiac, stay just a little bit longer. <laughs> stay. In this case, change is not good. The Redskins became the 17th NFL team offering variable ticket pricing based on opponents. What's a ticket to a Tennessee Titan game worth? It's a second half of a buy one, get one free promotion. Not as much as one to a New York Titans game. That is the end of our first hour. Coming up, Dan Fouts and James Lofton on the Hall of Fame process and Hall of Fame voter Jeff Legwald on what's next for the Denver Broncos. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly, just log on to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software that can clean up what may be slowing your computer down. That's MyCleanPC.com. We're also brought to you by Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper and get a local or toll-free number or just bring your own. To see how it works, just go to grasshopper.com. As an entrepreneur, you're always on the go. So turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Make and receive business calls using our iPhone and Android apps. Get a new business number or keep your current one. Forward your calls to any phone and even get your voicemails transcribed. Join over 250,000 small businesses who stay connected with Grasshopper. See how it works at grasshopper.com. The entrepreneur's phone system. When you're running your own business, you're bound to be busy. Too busy. Too busy worrying about your budget. Too busy scheduling appointments. Too busy to build a website for your business. And because you're too busy, it has to be easy. And that's where Wix.com comes in. With Wix.com, it's easy for you to create your stunning website. Go to Wix.com and create your website today. It's easy and free. That's WIX.com. Hey, you woke up today. Big win. Time for a reward. Right now at Burger King, get two hot and flaky croissant breakfast sandwiches for just $4. That's two croissant for just $4 at Burger King. Piled high with crispy bacon, fluffy egg, and melted cheese. And they're two for $4. That's a breakfast deal so good, you may just become a morning person. Get the two for $4 croissant deal today, only at Burger King. Limited time only, price and participation vary. There are 75 guys in my firehouse. We do 5,000 runs a year. The loud noises of the bells, the sirens, and you come home and you have a dog barking there, you have your wife yelling at the kids for not putting dishes in the sink or whatever. That's okay. It's all good. I leave the craziness at work, and when I'm at home, I really enjoy having that madness in a different way. Home means something different to everyone. With millions of homes for sale or rent on Zillow, whatever home means to you, Zillow can help you find it. Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges, Rick Goslin. 
and your Hall of Fame host, Clark Judge. Welcome back to hour number two of the Talk of Fame Network. We'll be joined in this hour by Hall of Fame quarterback Dan Fouts and Hall of Fame voter Jeff Legwald from ESPN.com. But first, first we're going to check in with another Hall of Famer. We're going heavy on Canton today, and that's former wide receiver James Lofton, who, like Dan Fouts, was an observer at this year's Hall of Fame voting. James, thanks for joining us. I'm trying to think about it. Am I really a former wide receiver? Not once a wide receiver, always a wide receiver? Well, are you still catching footballs, James? I didn't, I didn't, I didn't change positions, did I? Are you still catching footballs? I'm, Just I'm slow down a little. I'm a <laughs> deep boy, so the, the old defensive backs cover me. There you go. James, just as long as we don't call you former Hall of Famer. That's yeah, right. That's, that's, that's right. right. Then you'll be in trouble. Hey, James, you were eligible for five years, became a three-time finalist before your election to the Hall. Having sat through and observed the process, do you understand better why some guys have longer waits than others? Before I sat through the process, I, I kind of could figure it out just as I looked at it, and I said, well, you know, I'm, I'm looking at five guys who are going to get in, and you know, you got to whittle it down, and I put this guy in front of this guy, and, and it's kind of like moving stuff around in your garage. You go out there, and you're not really throwing anything away. You're just moving it around so that you can access <laughs> That's it. That's exactly right. So <laughs> some, guy, some guys get in a little earlier than others, and, and, and that's not a crime, not a crime at all. You sat through that long meeting and heard all the discussions of all 18 candidates. Uh, two things. Did the class play out the way uh, you expected? And based on what you heard, were you surprised as to who did and did not make it? Well, out of the, the active players, when you got to that list of 15, there, were, there was really only one name that everybody kind of, you know, threw the checkered flag at, and that, that was Brett Favre. And that was such, such an easy one. But once you went 2 through 15, I was swayed by all the compelling arguments that the selectors made in the rooms. And, and the people would back them up. There would be some discussion as and, – and I really enjoyed this question the first time somebody brought it up. They said, if there's anyone – who is not going to vote for this player, let's kind of hear your reasoning why. And it's kind of like when you're, you're at that wedding and it's, you know, this couple is going to be joined, but anybody who doesn't think so, speak now or hold your peace. And I thought it was great that there was a forum and a platform for people to say, well, I, I don't think this guy is, is one of the five this year. I think he's, he's close, but, but not now. And I thought that that was really good. Um, for so many people, as you're sitting at home, and you're hoping that your guy gets in, you're, you're so attached to that one person or that player that you watched play when you were growing up as a kid or your hometown team that you, you, you can't see straight when you start to think about these players. We're speaking with Hall of Fame receiver, not former receiver, receiver James <laughs> Lofton on the Talk of Fame Network. And James, there were seven all-decade players who didn't make the cut this time. But of that seven, only one... Terrell Owens popped off and demanded that the process should be overhauled. That's stunning, I know. But as someone who had to wait his turn for induction, what advice do you have for T.O.? Well, our, our culture has changed, and, and our TV culture has changed. When I was kind of growing up, I watched Tappy Days. I watched some other you know, soapy uh, sitcoms and different things like that. And now kids watch reality TV. So they think that their response to everything is super important. And then obviously we, we, want, to, we want to cover uh, this, this 
Hall of Fame selection, and we want to salute the players that get in. But it's, it's always the squeaky wheel that gets the oil. So somebody rushes to T.O. and asks him about getting in. And just like Cam Newton after the Super Bowl, maybe his response wasn't as humble as what some people would have liked. But I'm pretty sure he was disappointed. But he didn't want to say he was disappointed. So what he has to say is that the process is flawed so that no one can think that his feelings would be hurt. And as opposed to, I'm disappointed. I would have liked to have gotten in on the first time. I know a lot of great players have had to wait. But sometimes people don't respond. They they give us what's a little juicier, but not what we want. James, how did you feel the first time you were a finalist and got passed over? I didn't realize that I was getting passed over. I was like tickled. Hey, I'm on the ballot. You know, I'm looking at other, I'm looking at other guys who are on the ballot. And when I finally became a finalist or, or got close to it, I looked and I said, "Gee, Lynn Swan's not in yet. John Stallworth's not in yet." And they were they set the standard while I was playing, not in terms of catches and yards, but in championships. I mean, they were the team that was winning Super Bowls. So if you're a player in the league and you're playing wide receiver, you're not looking at, oh, I, I want to lead the league in receiving. I want to play in the Super Bowl. I, I would watch those guys playing the Super Bowl and going, I could play great in the Super Bowl. You know, when I was 25, 26 years old, that was what I wanted. So I wasn't enamored with, oh, they only caught X a number of passes. They didn't lead the league. I, I, was, I had more catches than they did. So that never really affected me. I thought these were two great Hall of Fame players that waited a lot longer than I did to to get into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. So it, it didn't bother me from that regard. And, uh, you know, I just – I was elated the first time I was on the ballot. It was funny. I think there was one year where I was a finalist, and then the next year I wasn't. And I remember thinking – and I was working in broadcasting going, I must have had a bad broadcasting season. <laughs> Dropped your microphone, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> hey, James, did you find the process to be fair? You know, I had a, a lawyer friend, and I, I know that doesn't make sense when you say a lawyer friend. <laughs> but but he, he, he said this, and it, and it kind of stuck in my mind. He said the Supreme Court ruled that fair was what two people could agree upon. So now we're in a room with 46 selectors, and we're trying to get an 80% approval on four or five guys. So when I looked at the process, I thought the process was, was very thorough, very fair, because when those 46 people walked out of the room, yes, there might have been guys six, seven, and eight who were really close. But they walked out of the room with 80% approval on five people. So I think it's, it's fair. I think it's extremely thorough. That, that, you know, we talk about the length of time. And, and when I was coaching, I sat through um, draft meetings. And a player would come up. We'd talk about his height, his weight, his measurables, and talk about his intangibles and you would think that that would be a pretty quick conversation you you might spend 25 minutes on one player and we're going to talk about 50 receivers while we're doing this so you're talking about something that happens over the course of days not you know nine hours you know we've we've on the committee or the committee as a whole james has been criticized uh you know we uh, we used to it now you know every year every you know some people saying you know we're idiotic we don't know what we're doing 
So it's interesting to me here. You you say that you you found you thought the process was extremely thorough. Did that surprise you at all? I mean, was there more going on in there than you thought there was prior to going in there and listening to people make their case for this player or that player? I won't say I was surprised because there have been occasions during the course of the year when I'm covering uh, games for Westwood One Radio that somebody who's uh, selected might come up to me and, and pick my brain on on a player or two. So I, I witnessed that, but I was really impressed with the, with the 15 players who were on the ballot and coaches when guys got up to, to make their case. And I know a lot of the selectors were writers you know, years ago and radio people and a lot of guys who now are internet, we've moved into television. There were a lot of professionals. There, there was there, there was some good moments. I was ready to hand out a couple of Emmys that the, <laughs> the presentation was so good and so thorough, and they they didn't leave any holes. And if they did leave some holes, then kind of their their backup guys who they had maybe spoken to prior to coming into the meeting and said, okay, I'm going to cover 85% of it. I'd like you to help me out with this 5% because you know. Uh, some people who this guy might have played against in your hometown, and you've talked to those people. And so they might have had one or two people who were helping him in, in a role of being the presenter for a certain prep player. And, and I just thought that, that it was a great process. And I look at maybe the opportunity to do that in the future, and I realize how well prepared you'd have to be to stand up in front of this crowd and be ready to go toe-to-toe with somebody who has an opposing viewpoint. Hey, James, we're out of time, but thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for being as well-prepared as some of those selectors you're talking about. And thanks for being with us in the room in San Francisco and on the show today, and and we'll look for you in August in Canton. Hey, it was my pleasure, guys. And uh, the players who get voted in, they really do have you guys to thank. Thanks, Thanks, James. James. Appreciate it. That was Hall of Fame wide receiver James Lofton. Coming up, Hall of Fame voter Jeff Legwald and what's next for the Super Bowl champion Broncos. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly, just log on to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. Within minutes, you can download software that can clean up what may be slowing your computer down. That's MyCleanPC.com. We're also brought to you by Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper and get a local or toll-free number or just bring your own. To see how it works, just go to grasshopper.com. Remember when a small business needed a landline? Today, landlines are a thing of the past with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. On the road, at the beach, or at home, Grasshopper helps you grow your business. Get all the features of a business phone system and the freedom of a cell phone with our iPhone and Android apps. Features include multiple extensions for your team, calls forwarded to your mobile phones, voicemails transcribed and emailed, and so much more. See how it works at grasshopper.com, the entrepreneur's phone system. War, poverty, and disaster have left millions of children around the world orphaned, abandoned, alone. When their parents can't be there, SOS Children's Villages is there. SOS Children's Villages is the world's largest nonprofit for orphaned and abandoned children. In 134 countries, including the U.S., SOS Children's Villages provides vulnerable children with a loving and stable family, medical care, and an education. To make a difference in the life of a child, go to sos-usa.org. Hi, Tom Bodette, somewhat in knots over this trendy new hairstyle called a man bun. I mean, what's next, the he-hive? Well, Motel 6 recently got a new updo of sorts, too, with renovations nationwide. And even with our fresh, modern look, you'll still find rooms at the lowest price of any national chain. So you can save up enough money to get yourself a haircut or maybe a hat. 
I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book direct at motel6.com. When you're running your own business, you're bound to be busy. Too busy. Too busy worrying about your budget. Too busy scheduling appointments. Too busy to build a website for your business. And because you're too busy, it has to be easy. And that's where Wix.com comes in. With Wix.com, it's easy for you to create your stunning website. Go to Wix.com and create your website today. It's easy and free. That's Wix.com. I moved to Boston when I was two. There was 14 of us in, in a four-bedroom apartment in the projects in Boston. To be the first, actually, kid to buy a house in my family. I just realized that. I'm the first kid to buy a house. It's a very proud moment. Home means something different to everyone. With millions of homes for sale or rent on Zillow, whatever home means to you, Zillow can help you find it. Control, do you like mortgages? Negative. Over. Do you like rockets? Affirmative. Over. Do you like rocket mortgages? I'm listening. Over. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans is the first on-demand mortgage machine that turns the entire mortgage process into a fast, powerful, completely online experience. Copy that, QL1. I'm going to go ahead and push this button in. Three, two, one. Rocket Mortgage at QuickenLoans.com. Push button, get mortgage. Rocket. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLS Consumer Access. Dot org number 3030. Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and your Hall of Fame host, Clark Judge. The Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly, just log on to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software that can clean up what may be slowing it down. That's MyCleanPC.com. We're also brought to you by Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Speaking of phones, uh, turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper and get a local toll-free number. Or just bring your own. See how it works? Just go to grasshopper.com. We're not going to grasshopper.com for this. We're going to one of our favorite guests, and we're calling him. This is Jeff Legwald of ESPN.com, who's no stranger to the show. Not only has he been with us before, he was with us two weekends ago at the Hall of Fame voting, making passionate cases and good ones for former Broncos Terrell Davis, Steve Atwater, and John Lynch. Leggy, welcome back, and congratulations on pulling those Broncos through. The first Super Bowl victory since John Elway was the quarterback. <laughs> Greetings, fellas. Nice Couldn't have nice done job. it without you, Leggy. Nice hey, um, yeah, well, you know, I, I, I tell the teams, you know, if you just listen, uh, you know, I'll get you the trophy. <laughs> you got to pay attention. Apparently they did. Hey, uh, Jeff, um, obvious question here. You know, what happens next at quarterback with your team? I mean, I, I assume that, that Peyton Manning's going to retire. I don't know that's being presumptuous, but I assume he retires. If, in fact, that happens, um, Tell us what happens next with Brock Osweiler. Well, you know, Mark, they're they're definitely working hard to get Osweiler signed. I mean, he's an unrestricted free agent uh, in a couple weeks here, and I think they've done their due diligence to try and get him uh, maybe to sign a deal even before free agency opens. They want to keep him. He wants to stay, and you know how that works. Now it's all about the, you know, is there a number everybody's happy with? But he knows uh, probably better than most what they have here. You know, they've Great facilities. They spend money on the roster. It's a, if you take Manning and Ware out of the equation, it's still a very young team uh, with a lot of good players, and their cap situation's in order. So I mean, they have no reason that they shouldn't be, you know, in the playoff hunt here moving forward. And I think you know he's smart enough to have seen all this at work 
already. So I think he'd like to stay. They just, you know, they got to ring the chimes and they're, they're trying awfully hard to do it right now. Hey, Jeff, Von Miller looked to be the most dynamic pass rusher since Lawrence Taylor during the playoffs. But as a 16-game starter, he made only 35 tackles during the entire regular season. Now he's a free agent. Will he be worth the money spent on him this offseason? Yeah, Rick, I think they think he is. I mean, uh, I, they'll quickly franchise him and then do what they've tried to do before, which is the last three times they've used the franchise tag, including Demarius Thomas last year, they've signed the guy to a long-term deal before camp opens. So I think that's the that's the template they'd like with Miller. And, you know, I think everybody involved knows it's going to take a big – a pretty big number to make that happen, but they they think he's the cornerstone on defense. You know, it's why they picked him number two in 2011. You know, when they that was Elway's first pick on the job, and you know this was they they finally it sort of you could see it coming the last month or so in the regular season, and then in the playoffs he was just you know that the next level guy they they'd always hoped he was, and I think they. I could even see them keeping uh, DeMarcus Ware around because Ware's been very good for Miller on and off the field. And even though, you know, they'd probably want to adjust Ware's contract and all those things, if, if he wants to come back for one more year, I think they would have him just because of the effect it's had on Miller. And they think he is, the you know, one of their franchise players. Let's just get back to Manning for a, a, a second. Like, you know, we've all assumed that he's going to retire. But we also have seen a lot of these guys a month or so goes by and their bones don't feel too bad and and uh, suddenly you know we got a battered old quarterback uh, who can't say goodbye. Uh, if that were to happen, is there any graceful way for the Broncos to exit this situation, or is it just la guillotine bang? Well, you know that's the thing, Ron. I mean, they they certainly have to. Okay, you know he says he wants to come back. Well, now okay, now the contract's on the table because. Uh, at the moment, he, he counts twenty-one-five against the cap uh, million, and that's you know they asked him to take a pay cut last year, and it was nineteen. So I, that would immediately turn into the contract negotiations, and there's no graceful way of doing that of telling a guy we, we don't want to pay as much as you're supposed to make. So I think that would have a have a chance to be tense. Uh, I think of all the things that were said Super Bowl week by everybody about Manning, I think the two most important came from Archie, his dad, when Archie said, I think he's done in Denver, and then Archie also said, and I don't think he wants to switch teams. So to me, those are the tea leaves, and I I still think uh, even after a break, he's going to want to retire and because his family wants him to, his friends want him to. He's getting an awful lot of pull from those around him to retire. And the other matter is Broncos got to know before March 8th is salary, base salary, 19 million guaranteed on March 9th. So they got to know here in the next few weeks. We're speaking with someone who's definitely not done in Denver. He's a long way from being done in Denver. That's Hall of Fame voter Jeff Legwald of ESPN.com, friend of the show. And Leggy, we've debated this the last couple of weeks, so have you, I'm sure, but where this defense, this Denver defense, stands among the NFL's best, where would you put it? Clark, it's the best one I've ever covered day-to-day, for sure. And I think if you take, you know, and Rick and I were talking about this during the Super Bowl week, if you take the defenses that were number one 
and then went all the way to win the Super Bowl, you're already in a pretty elite group. And I think certainly they're in that conversation of the five or, you know, six defenses all time who were number one in the regular season and went on to, to uh, win a Super Bowl. I, I think their pedigree is interesting in that they beat the number one, number three, and number four scoring offenses on the way to the trophy, and they did it without uh, a whole lot of offense of their own. So they really did it with the pressure on and scored a defensive touchdown in the Super Bowl. I just think their resume says they're at the grown-up table. You know, wh- whoever you want to put in the other seats, you know, I'm okay with. But, you know, 69 Chiefs, you know, 74 Steelers, 85 Bears. I mean, all those teams, the one, you know, 02 Buccaneers, teams that were number one and won the Super Bowl. It's a, it's a pretty elite group, and I think they belong in it. Jeff, speaking of resumes, how many Hall of Famers would you pencil in off this Super Bowl team? Well, you know, you got Scarlett Manning, for sure. And, you know, I think Ware is in the 100th sack club, so you would think he gets in the room at some point to be discussed and, you know, awful lot of people in the league. I know, say, he should be a Hall of Famer. You know, he's only been in here in Denver for a couple of years, and, you know, we people here haven't seen him at his best, but he's been very good in his time here. And, you know, Miller, I think down the road, if he can keep momentum that he has, I, I think suddenly you're talking about him a little bit. I think that's about it right now. You know, maybe, you know, if Chris Harris has another eight years like he's had to this point, I think he's one of those guys that people wake up one day in the senior committee and say, wow, he really had a nice career. So I think that's where I'd start with this team. Leggy, we're not going to start. We've got to stop, unfortunately. We're out of time. But, hey, thanks so much for joining us again. Great to see you out in San Francisco. And do us a favor, would you please, would you take care of Goose next weekend in Indianapolis? Keep him out of uh, Ike and Josie's or whatever, wherever he's going. Yes, get him out of there. Just keep him out of there. Keep, take a look after him, would you please? I will. I, you know, I'm pretty sure that nobody has worn more carpet out in Indy than, than <laughs> the Scott I have. You got that right. I think that's true. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Leggy, thanks so much. Thanks very much. Thanks, Leggy. Thanks, fellas. You're the best. The, that was Hall of Fame voter Jeff Legwald of ESPN.com. Up next, Hall of Fame quarterback Dan Fouts. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly, just log on to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software that can clean up what may be slowing your computer down. That's MyCleanPC.com. We're also brought to you by Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper and get a local or toll-free number or just bring your own. To see how it works, just go to Grasshopper.com. As an entrepreneur, you're always on the go. So turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Make and receive business calls using our iPhone and Android apps. Get a new business number or keep your current one. Forward your calls to any phone and even get your voicemails transcribed. Join over 250,000 small businesses who stay connected with Grasshopper. See how it works at Grasshopper.com, the entrepreneur's phone system. QL1, does Rocket Mortgage require me to fill out a bunch of paperwork? Negative control. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans is the first on-demand mortgage machine that quickly imports your financial data. You can go through the entire mortgage approval process in minutes. That is fast, like rocket fast. It also works on any internet-ready device, so you can get a Rocket Mortgage at any time or place you choose. Over. Three, two, one. Rocket Mortgage at QuickenLoans.com. Push button, get mortgage. Rocket. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSConsumeraccess.org number 3030. The kitchen, that's home. I know that's like my grandma cooked, my mom cooked. I cook. Chocolate bread pudding and soufflés and 
banana bread. I make a lot of banana bread because the baby likes bananas. So we always have bananas in the house. <laughs> home means something different to everyone. With millions of homes for sale or rent on Zillow, whatever home means to you, Zillow can help you find it. Welcome to Burger King. Hey, I'm legit hungry. What you guys got on this um, two for five deal? How about Burger King's new extra long fish sandwich? Tender flaky fish with a light crispy breading, just two for five dollars. Extra long, but still two for five. Yep, or you could mix and match with other great sandwiches, uh, like our new extra long buttery cheeseburger. It's all part of Burger King's two for five dollar deal. That's perfect. So perfect, I'm doing a dance back here. The new extra long fish sandwich, now part of the two for five dollar deal, only at Burger King. Limited time only, price of participation vary. Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and your Hall of Fame host, Clark Judge. They are who we thought they were. Hard as it is to believe, our next guest, Hall of Fame quarterback Dan Fouts, has worked nearly as many years as a CBS broadcaster as he did quarterbacking the San Diego Chargers. Member of the 1980s All-Decade Team and a first ballot Hall of Famer, Dan, two weeks ago, entered a new phase of his post-football career when he and James Loftum, who we had on earlier, sat in on this year's Hall of Fame Selection Committee debates in preparation for a return as one of the voters, which would make them the first Hall of Famers to serve in a voting capacity. Dan, first of all, good to have you back with us. And secondly, uh, great that you survived that nine hours. Well, you know, it was, uh, it was eye-opening and um, just a, a thrill to be there because uh, – you know, in talking to the Hall of Famers uh, over the years, the question always comes up is, you know, why don't we have a vote? Why don't uh, we have representation? And um, I talked to David Baker about that uh, a couple of years ago when he first took over the job. And, and I suggested to him that there are a number of Hall of Famers that are also in the media that cover the NFL, uh, have covered it for years and um, covered more than just one team. So have a different perspective maybe than some of the members of the media, but also have, have the ability to now maybe represent the members of the hall and uh, get, get their take on who is worthy. Because after all, a lot of them feel that if this is our hall, we should have some say. So and I hope to get that chance to represent the uh, Hall of Fame members. Dan, what surprised you the most about the debates that you heard and that uh, what went on, uh, you know, during the nine hours you were in there? Well, I think the most impressive thing was the research and uh, the passion with which uh, each guy made his case. You know, I know there's a lot of work that goes into it and goes into it all year round. And uh, it was evident that everybody in that room had done their homework and was prepared to state their case with facts, with opinion, and, and by polling several different types of people. So I think, uh, you know, I came away feeling that if I do get this great opportunity, that I've got a lot of work to do, but it'd also be work that I'm, I'd be happy to do because it, it interests me a great deal. And as I said, I, I want to be able to represent the, the members of the hall. Dan, how much did you know about the selection process, and what were your expectations going in? You know, I did not know uh, all that much. I just surmised that, uh, you know, if a certain uh, member of the media was, you know, making the case for uh, his player or, or coach or contributor, then, you know, there would be some good debate. Uh, obviously, I've been over the years trying to uh, pull my own Hall of Fame selectors and, and pushing for the induction of Don Coriel. Uh, and so I knew a little bit about from each, each guy I talked to how the, the process works and, and how difficult it is at times to get 
uh, certain people in. Dan, did you enjoy the experience? Oh, absolutely. I, you know, I, I think as I said, uh, Clark, the, the respect I have for the work that goes into it by each of these selectors is, is really amazing. And uh, you know, I, I just uh, reach good respect for those members. We're talking to Dan Fouts, a Hall of Fame quarterback, former quarterback of the San Diego Chargers, on the Talk of Fame Network. And Dan, another question: Ken Stabler. One of your former rivals was elected as a senior candidate this year, and it was on his fourth try. Would you have voted for Stabler if you had a vote? And, and what did you make of the senior nominee discussions? Well, you know, um, I would have voted for Stabler based upon, uh, obviously, he won the Super Bowl and was an MVP uh, in, the, in the NFL. So uh, those two things, you know, carry a lot of weight in my mind. The other thing, uh, I, I think, you know, we need personalities. <laughs> in the Hall of Fame, and, and certainly uh, it's just a shame that, that Snake, uh, Snake left us this year because he would have added a lot to to the Hall. But, you know, very deserving. And as far as Dick Stansel, I, I kind of had a, um, uh, a relationship there through my high school football coach, uh, Vince Tringali, who played at USF uh, with Stansel, uh with Gino Marchetti, with Ollie Madsen, with uh, Bob St. Clair, all Hall of Famers uh, from that great 1951 team. So I was, you know, quietly pulling for him uh, and surprised, really, that he did make it because, you know, as we were talking in the room about him, is that there's no video. So it's it's difficult to uh, really see how great a player was. You have to take the word of fellow players. And really from that era, there are very few uh, people that have played against him or with him that could give him a good testimony. So I'm really happy he made it in. Obviously, um, Dan, if we if we start including uh, some former Hall of Famers, uh, as I think they're going to do, they'll bring something different to the table. What do you feel uh, yourself and other voting Hall of Famers can add or would add to the process? And do you fear at all the possibility, all of us being human beings, of bias either pro or con? You know, guy's my teammate. I love them. And so I push him, or a guy who stepped on my neck three times, you know, I'm, I'm not that happy to see him in the Hall of Fame. You concern yourself at all about that? You know, I, I think, as you said, we, we are all human in that room, and uh, there's bias uh, everywhere you look. But as a, as a player and as a member of the media, you know, I, I've been broadcasting games for 28 years now, so I have a pretty good idea uh, about a player. And I, I don't think I'll be biased uh, too much. Uh, but, you know, obviously uh, I, I do want to see if we can make the change of getting coaches out of the players' category and into the contributors' category because a guy like Don Coriel contributed so much to the game of football. And I know that, uh, you know, as a finalist this year, there was a, a pretty good discussion about him as well. Dan, you just said that it's, it was important that Ken Stable was an MVP and won a championship. 68% of all Hall of Famers won NFL titles. You didn't. Is too much weight placed on championships? Uh, no, I don't think so. I, I think that uh, the reason you play the game is to win that, the Super Bowl. But I think that you know now that we've had 50 of them, uh, you would be hard-pressed to tell me who the winning quarterback was in Super Bowl 22 or <laughs> 13 or 35. I mean, but if you, in my case, uh, we were such a unique uh, team at the time. People weren't doing the things we were doing. And if you mentioned the Miami playoff game, everybody goes, oh, yeah, what a great game that was. We remember that like it was yesterday. So it's all in the perception of uh, who you're talking to. 
but I, you know, again, you play to win uh, the Super Bowl, and, and I think that that uh, should carry some weight. Yeah, and I'm glad to hear you mention the idea of contributors, uh, coaches as, con- as contributors, because Goose and I have been talking about that, and you heard some mention of that in the room as well, and I agree with you. I think that Coriel's one shot to get in as, as a contributor, not as a coach, and, and maybe that happens, but apparently it's not going to happen for at least three years. On another question, I want to ask you about uh, the longest debate there was Eddie D at 50 minutes. You know that because you were in there. But the most contentious, as you also know, was Terrell Owens. And, and that conversation lasted uh, over 40 minutes before being cut off. Uh, anything about that debate that either surprised you, bothered you, or intrigued you? Yeah, I, all of the above. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I kind of knew that it would be a tough one for him because, you know, the, his relationship with the media was not very good. And his relationship with his teammates was not very good. The numbers he put up were uh, as good as uh, just about anybody's. So that's the debate right there, right? The numbers overshadow uh, the personality. And in his case, uh, not yet. Do you think that that is a fair thing to balance it? Not so much the media. I mean, personally, and I think all three of us feel so I couldn't really care. I mean, I voted for Warren Sapp and don't want to move in next door to me or date my sister, thanks. Uh, but having said that, with Darrell Owens, do you think that issue of relationship with your teammates and, in his case, uh, the accusation of splitting teams uh, several times because of his criticism of quarterbacks, do you think that's a valid and legitimate thing to look at? beyond the numbers? Well, you know, it, it is a team game. And uh, the thing about being in the Hall of Fame is it is the greatest team. Uh, and you've heard that statement before. And I would be interested and will be interested in next year in polling uh, members of the Hall of Fame, their opinion on Terrell Owens. And it, it'll be surprising to me if it isn't overwhelming uh, that he uh, is not elected in because as Hall of Fame members, some would ask, do we want T.O. on our team? Uh, and there'd be some guys that would say absolutely not. Hey, Dan, thanks for joining us again, and thanks for giving us the idea to poll Hall of Famers on T.O. next summer. I like that. Okay. Yeah, that's, okay. that's a great <laughs> idea. <laughs> we'll, see, we'll see you in Canton, and, we'll, and we'll see you in Houston next year. Yeah, don't steal my thunder now. <laughs> oh, no, it's all no. yours. You can do the work <laughs> on that poll. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Dan. Thanks, Dan. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for having me on, guys. You got it. That was Hall of Fame quarterback Dan Fouts. Up next, a guide to this year's NFL scouting combine. Compliments of Dr. Data are Rick Awesome. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Another reminder that the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. Welcome to Burger King. Hey, I'm legit hungry. What do you guys got on this um, two-for-five deal? How about Burger King's new extra-long fish sandwich? Tender, flaky fish with a light, crispy breading. Just two-for-five dollars. Extra-long, but still two-for-five. Yep, or you could mix and match with other great sandwiches, like our new extra-long buttery cheeseburger. It's all part of Burger King's two-for-five dollar deal. That's perfect. So perfect, I'm doing a dance back here. The new extra-long fish sandwich, now part of the two-for-five dollar deal, only at Burger King. Limited time only, price of participation vary. Motel 6 has the message our nation is seeking. Motel 6 is a great choice for travelers. With the highest standards. A clean, comfortable room with everything you need and nothing you don't. Fiscally responsible. Lowest price of any national chain. Dedicated. We'll leave the light on for you. Motel 6. Right on travel. Right for America. I'm Tom Bodette, and, um, yeah, I approve this message. Book online at motel6.com. I've always had the dream, my whole life, I wanted to live on waterfront property. 
My favorite thing is just that little sound of that motor going by in the distance. And then about a minute later, the waves come out and make the, the old rickety deck squeak a little bit. It's where I want to be. Home means something different to everyone. With millions of homes for sale or rent on Zillow, whatever home means to you, Zillow can help you find it. When you're running your own business, you're bound to be busy. Too busy. Too busy worrying about your budget. Too busy scheduling appointments. Too busy to build a website for your business. And because you're too busy, it has to be easy. And that's where Wix.com comes in. With Wix.com, it's easy for you to create your stunning website. Go to Wix.com and create your website today. It's easy and free. That's Wix.com. Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network. Talk of Fame Network's brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly, just log on to MyCleanPC.com for a free, Ron, free, say it again. Oh, I like free. Diagnosis, and within minutes, you can download software that can clean up what may be slowing it down. That's MyCleanPC.com. Of course, we're also brought to you by Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper and get a local or toll-free number or just bring your own. See how it works? Just go to grasshopper.com. A week from now, uh, the NFL is going to appear or reappear in Indianapolis for its annual scouting combine. Stop. I'm glad to say I no longer make and Ron, you no longer make. I used to go there when you could actually get coaches and players and had to work for interviews. And now the NFL's thrown the doors open, and hundreds of media, actually it might be thousands by now, go through it each year, and um, the league's version to me of a cattle drive. But among those who will be there is their own Dr. Data, Rick Goslin, who is Goose making— man. Goose what is this for you? The 25th combat? Well, you basically invented it, it seems like. What is this? Yeah, this is, this is number 25. It, it is the best week wow. of the NFL calendar because it's the only time you have every NFL general manager, head coach— personnel director, assistant coach, and scout for all 32 teams in one place at one time, plus the best 332 prospects in a given draft. You can catch up with a lot of old friends and meet a lot of new ones at the Combine. Do you still enjoy it as much as you did 25 years ago or 24 years ago? No, no. Back then, when I first started, there were eight of us there. Right. And, and, right. and you had, like you said, you had to work hard to get your interviews, and you know, you, you, you saw coaches and things. Now, it's overwhelming with media, and most of them haven't done any homework and don't know what to ask. Yeah, that's right. Well, you have done your homework. You always know what to ask. So what are you looking for this year, or what are you looking at? Quarterbacks, defense, what are you looking at? There really are no burning questions at Indy. You know, most teams already have their preliminary draft boards up. Players are graded primarily on how they play, not how they work out. If you like a player, he may move up the board a bit if he runs faster than expected. If you don't like a player, he may move down the board if he runs slower than expected. But there are no drastic changes to anyone's draft board based on what happens at Indy. You know, the talent evaluators just want to see the players compete against each other, run against each other, throw against each other, lift against each other. The most important part of the week are the individual interviews players have with teams. Teams get to know the players one-on-one and can delve into their characters. But the bottom line in all scouting is game tape. Watch the tape. Can he play? Or can't he play? Well, Goose, as you know, I'm a longtime North Dakota State fan. Can't beat the Buffaloes or the Bisons or whatever form of prairie wildlife they're presently wearing on their chests. <laughs> we love those guys. So why is Spartacus, a.k.a. Connor Cook, a better choice than my Carson Wentz? I'm not saying he's a better choice, but Cook is the most NFL-ready quarterback in this draft because the system he played at Michigan State, he took snaps from center. He wasn't a quick pass guy out of the shotgun or pistol. He actually read defenses. 
And he was on campus for five years, so he saw everything the college game had to offer. He threw more than a thousand college passes and succeeded at the game's highest level. He, he won 34 of his 39 career starts with victories over the likes of Ohio State, Oregon, and TCU. He'll be one of the first four quarterbacks taken in the draft. Just don't know the order. Ladies and gentlemen, that's Connor Cook's agent, Rick yeah, Goslin. But what Ron said, the guy who intrigues the NFL right now is Carson Wentz, you know, because of, uh, you know, the small college background. He has what the NFL wants in terms of size, skill, and leadership. Right. But his college career was at the Division II level. There will be a major adjustment period for him. The NFL game is markedly faster, and the defenders he plays will all be bigger, faster, and stronger than any he saw at the D2 level. The last quarterback to make this kind of jump was Phil Simms, who came out of Moorhead State in 1979. And it took Phil a couple years in the NFL to figure it out. You know, if, if you're a franchise with patience, you'll love the upside of Wentz. If he doesn't have to play, you're going to love this pick. Clearly, hey, Goose, Goose, you have never seen South Dakota Central play against North Dakota <laughs> State, let me tell you, or Eastern Washington Teachers College. Future Farmers. Hey, hey Goose, I agree with you, by the way, on Connor Cook. I love this guy. You don't have to know much about quarterbacking to know this guy can play the position. But what I didn't like about him was his last game, that bowl game after he came back from injury. Didn't look like the same guy. I don't think he came back from injury. I think there's still an injury. I think that's one of the reasons he didn't go to the senior bowl. He threw a different ball against Oregon and Michigan and his early season points than he did after he came back uh, in November for that Big Ten title game in, in the Cotton Bowl. I think that's the reason he bailed out of the senior bowl. I think you're going to see a more healthy cook throw at the combine. But more importantly, it's the campus workout that's going to matter for him. That's the two well, that is the signal. We're almost out of time. So, Ron, get your questions ready because this, this is the two-minute drill. Here we go, boys. How long will Marshawn Lynch's cleats stay hung up? I have no idea. He won't say. Until he realizes no one really cares if he speaks or doesn't. Season ticket packages of the Oakland Raiders are starting at 225 for the season in 2016. Are those tickets to the games or just to the fights in the stands? They're down payments on the Raiders' next home in L.A. That's half of what it costs to park your car at Cowboys games for the season. <laughs> Five-time Pro Bowl tackle Mike Ken is being inducted into the Atlanta Sports Hall of Fame. Will they ever get to the Hall of Fame in Canton? Sure. It's an easy drive from Cleveland. <laughs> He's a long shot as a senior, a longer shot as an offensive lineman. Earl Campbell says he can help Johnny Manziel. How? By opening a jail. <laughs> Suggesting retirement would be a good place to start. Speaking of the Browns, they've had 24 starting quarterbacks since 1999. The mind boggles. Is Cleveland the Bermuda Triangle of quarterbacking? Nope. The Bermuda Triangle is the Cleveland of navigation. The position hasn't been the same since Brian Sipe and Red Wright 88. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Calvin Johnson says he's ready to retire. Will anyone outside of Matthew Stafford notice he's gone? Yep. Everyone, they play. Cornerbacks in the NFC North. Falcons GM Thomas Dimitrov says he has a 100-day plan for his team. Will he be part of it by day 101? Nope. He'll be a sales manager at Home Depot by then. <laughs> He'll have to ask his right-hand man, Scott Pioli. Ouch. Ouch. Ooh. Over 18 million Canadians watch the Super Bowl. That's 52% of the population and twice as many as watch the Grey Cup. Should the NFL be looking at a franchise in London, England or London, Ontario? Uh, can't really say. Uh, Ron, what's the punishment for domestic violence in those countries? <laughs> Make it North America's game. Expand Mexico City and Toronto. Hola. 
TMZ reportedly paid $105,000 for the two elevator tapes of Ray Rice knocking out his fiancée. What would they have been worth to Roger Goodell? A good night's sleep. Not enough for him to get in a bidding war, obviously. Ocho Cinco's Hall of Fame eligible this year, boys. Since he already made himself up the jacket, should he get automatic entry? Nope. Ocho times zero still equals zero. He should have consulted with T.O. first. Houston is trying to stage the Pro Bowl the Sunday before the Super Bowl 51 is played at Reliance Stadium. Would that make football's most boring game relevant again? No, just make it a bad idea. Hardly. Mood rings, lava lamps, and pet rocks are more relevant than Pro Bowls. <laughs> We'd like to thank Hall of Famers Kevin Green, James Lofton, and Dan Fouts for joining us. Hall of Fame voter Jeff Legwald for educating us. Derek Burns for producing us. And you for listening to us. If you want to hear more of this or any podcast, just go to our website, talkoffamenetwork.com, or find us on iTunes. Or just go to the podcast app on your cell phone, type in Talk of Fame Network, and you can find anything we've aired the past two years. It's so easy, even we can do it, honestly. Otherwise, tune into the station at this time next week. We'll look for you then. Hey, you woke up today. Big win. Time for a reward. Right now at Burger King, get two hot and flaky croissant breakfast sandwiches for just $4. That's two croissants for just $4 at Burger King. Piled high with crispy bacon, fluffy egg, and melted cheese, and they're two for four dollars. That's a breakfast deal so good, you may just become a morning person. Get the two for four dollar sandwich deal today, only at Burger King. Limited time only. Price and participation vary. QL1, this is Control. Does Rocket Mortgage require me to come in and speak with someone? Negative Control. With Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans, you can go through the entire mortgage process on your own and completely online. Copy that, QL1, but if I wanted to speak to someone, do you think they're out there? They're out there, all right. Their award-winning client service is beyond anything I've ever experienced. Three, two, one. Rocket Mortgage at QuickenLoans.com. Push button, get mortgage. Rocket. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLS consumer access. Org number 3030. There are 75 guys in my firehouse. We do 5,000 runs a year. The loud noises of the bells, the sirens, and you come home and you have a dog barking there, you have your wife yelling at the kids for not putting dishes in the sink or whatever. That's okay, it's all good. I leave the craziness at work, and when I'm at home, I really enjoy having that madness in a different way. Home means something different to everyone. With millions of homes for sale or rent on Zillow, whatever home means to you, Zillow can help you find it. War, poverty, and disaster have left millions of children around the world orphaned, abandoned, alone. When their parents can't be there, SOS Children's Villages is there. SOS Children's Villages is the world's largest nonprofit for orphaned and abandoned children. In 134 countries, including the U.S., SOS Children's Villages provides vulnerable children with a loving and stable family, medical care, and an education. To make a difference in the life of a child, go to sos-usa.org. 